0: showing you how people who have attended these events over the last 12 months have been going back, taking the learnings from our experiments and our briefings, applying them to their own websites, and getting significant results. The goal here today is to show you what they learned that achieved this significant success. And the second key is to help you get a vision for how you can take these events, attend them carefully, listen, and go back and get serious learnings. Now, because some of you may be new, I just want to give you a bit of background that is not in my text or my notes. Uh, But we are a research laboratory. who began conducting uh, research on the Internet prior to Netscape Browser and Internet Explorer. And in 1997, we we released the first of about 150-plus research reports based on uh, live experimentation. And twice a month, we release a briefing with the latest findings of our experiments. In those briefings, uh, we both have the clinic and we have a printed journal that goes out via email, etc. Some of you on this call have been to many of these briefings. We have uh, many uh, avid attendees who are very serious about learning. This is where we test all the theory, so many people in so many ways on so many websites and so many conversations are making claims. Marketing Experiments just focuses on discovering what actually works. Our goal is to give you the data sets and learning and insights you need to be able to optimize your own sales and marketing processes, and uh, particularly as it relates to the web, but even offline. With that in mind, we conduct these experiments and we conduct these briefings. Each of the case studies we're going to look at are from attendees. And we did not actually do the redesign. Normally we're showing you how we have conducted an experiment, formulated a page, redesigned the page, and, and brought it back to them. The problem is we cannot even begin to meet the demand for help from our research and sciences group. We, our bandwidth is not capable of that. There's only about 150 of us conducting experiments across three different research groups. And, uh, and the demand is enormous. Now, we're always looking for good research partners. But here's what's fascinating. Some of you, even if you could, you can't afford to do certain things. You have limitations. It might be time. It might be money. But in the case where it is uh, possible for you to go and take these learnings and apply them, I think you might be surprised at the kind of results you can achieve if you maximize the way you are using the things sent to you in our printed journal and sent to you uh, or distributed through the uh, live uh, web clinics. So, enough of the conversation. Let's get into a case study. But I would, uh, as a scientist who cares deeply about application, I want you to be able to take this and use it. And I want to especially commend the people in the following case studies because they were able to take a formulation, a heuristic we call the conversion sequence. Many of you are familiar with it. Uh, 4M plus 3B plus 2I minus F minus 2A. If you don't know it, and if it looks uh, foreign to your understanding of optimization, just go on our website. There's millions of dollars, $10 million worth of research you can access that's at no cost. Read about it. Use it. Uh, Instead, though, I'd like to talk about those who have paid attention to examples of this heuristic in action and applied them. And so I'm bringing you to the first case study. It's called Rafting America. The site is an aggregate uh, directory site for prospects seeking whitewater rafting trips. There are uh, 20 whitewater outfitters registered with the site. This is a common kind of internet phenomenon. Essentially, an aggregator who is selling advertising or leads. The problem is simple. 70% of the visitors were clicking through the destination or outfitter content pages, but they were not registering for the brochures of the information that allows the The site proprietor to monetize the activity. So, they had a goal, and the goal was simple, to increase the number of trackable leads. That is, people registering for a direct mail brochure from specific whitewater rafting outfitters. So, as we look at this work, submitted to us by Ryan Hutchings, who is the executive director, I want you to look for transferable principles. Don't just look at at how they did it, but ask a deeper question. That is, what can I learn from what they did that I can apply to my specific situation? That's exactly how they listened to these calls, and we're going to show you what happened as they did so. So I'm going to be joined by uh, Boris, who is uh, an analyst from our team, a senior analyst. I believe, first, do I have your title right? Boris? All
1: right. Are you there? Well, Boris is now a mute
0: analyst <laughs> on our team. <laughs> That's Jimmy Ellis uh, speaking. Boris, I'll give you a chance to try to work out your technology. He's joining me from a different room, but I believe he's actually in this particular building, so let's track him down. In the meantime, look, if you will, on the left. You're going to see the home page. Then you're going to see a company page, and you're going to see a destination page. These are screenshots that indicate to you what the original page looked like. Now, you can see it's professionally designed and has many common features with other websites. And uh, when you have worked very hard to get a page to this level, sometimes it's very difficult to see what to do next. And that may be why Orion attended the conferences. But let's let's kind of analyze that page for a moment. Before I go one step further, I'm going to ask you to do what you're starting to do now out of habit. Tell me, Uh, my audience of optimization experts, what do you think is wrong with this page? What's the most important thing you would check? Someone's already said, where is the call to action? That's from Patty. No thought flow, says Michael. Big picture, uh, says Jamie. The picture, in other words, is too large. Call to action, says David. Too much clutter, says Angela. Reversed out font. Well, you're learning a lot. Many of these are regular. Andrew, I see you again.
2: Uh,
0: You don't know where to look. Too much copy, says Ben. Too much uh text says, Catherine, I'm not sure about that. We'll talk about that later. But what's the value proposition? Very important, Chris. Uh, and uh, where am I, says Ken. He's not sure in the orientation process, the three critical questions that we teach. Uh, bad sequence, I don't see the call to action, etc., etc. These are good comments, and if you are new to us, we actually read each of these comments and catalog them and study them to see the patterns, learnings from our own audience. With that in mind, I'm just going to take you to the next page, and essentially, from the conversion sequence, there are simple elements. Now, if you've been to any of our events, or you've been certified, one of the things that you will queue in on is that we do not believe you optimize web pages. We actually believe that you must optimize the sequence of thoughts occurring in the mind of the person. There really is no such thing as a web page in the regular sense of the word. Uh, a web. Age, per se, uh, you know, doesn't exist. We're talking about pixels on a screen, zeros and ones in, in code, that reflect the series of symbols that stimulate a series of thoughts. And if you think about making the page better, you miss the point. You must think about making that thought process, that thought sequence work. Now, in this redesign, and we applied one of the key elements we discovered about the sequence of thoughts, that can inhibit conversion, and that is friction. It's a, it's a phrase we coined in the marketing world uh, many years ago, but it's become common now. And it has to do with the psychological resistance that takes place when someone is moving through your web page. There's a kind of psychological friction. Now, Ryan and his team attended a clinic that talked about this formula and discussed this element of friction. And let's just look at the problems with friction on this page. So I see analysis, and I'm just going to let Boris talk to this analysis. I think you're with us now, Boris. These are the kinds of things that they saw and that would be helpful for you to see. Boris, go ahead. And uh, um, let's even talk about, before
2: we get into the jump into friction, let's talk about uh, what a conversion really means on this page. Uh, The key question that Graphic America needed to answer was, what is the objective of this site? You can see that. Uh, the site is basically information right now. So for the purpose of this test, the answer was to get visitors to request brochures. And so the conversion uh, for which to optimize the site was this brochure request. The other elements of the address were, in fact, uh, friction and also value proposition of therefore. So uh, now that the objective was defined, we can see that there is no clear call to action on this page or value proposition communicated. Uh, to that effect, there's no, there's no reason given to uh, download a brochure, or there's no opportunity to do so. This is what we call unsupervised thinking. The user is asking the question in their mind, "What can I do here?" And we're not doing a good job of answering this question. So let's take a look at the, the revised version on the next page.
0: Before we go to that page, and I'm going to take you there, Boris, because we have a lot of cases for to look at. And we want to help as many of you as possible to get something you can really take back into your own situation and apply. But Look at the problem that Boris has talked about, in particular, as you see that center line of of text that has free catalog, special offers, first time rafting. What you have going on beyond, and I think Boris is alluding to this, you're not sure where your eyes should go. You can't even tell if those are links. They're not underlined. They're in reverse text, which is terrible. The page is cut up into blocks and squares which makes it even more difficult for you to get meaning out of the page, and you don't actually enter into any kind of conversation with the website, which is the key to high levels of conversion. What's really important for you to note, because this is a common problem that may be on your website, there's a whole bunch of links in the middle, but there are one or two of those links that are far more important than the others, which you can't tell because there's no emphasis on those links in the iPath. Most of us would not see that as a problem with friction. But see, that is friction. It causes psychological resistance because, as Boris has pointed out, the user does not know what to do. So uh, Ryan's team paid careful attention and tried to begin to fix this problem. Before I show you the next page and let Boris just kind of take it through it, please know this. We could optimize this page again, and I'm sure Ryan knows that. There are ways to make this page even better, but let's look at the improvements they achieved. Laura, I'm going to take you there now and go ahead.
2: So remember when we talked about the
0: objective of this page, and
2: supervised thinking? Well, now you can clearly see on the, on the revised version of the page
3: that the company
2: and destination pages are actually clearly asking the visitor to fill out a form. You can see that form in the right column on both of these pages. So we'll, further, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how this site could be doing a better job of this. But right now, at least we have created an easy, uh, an easy way for the visitor to fulfill this objective that we identified, request a brochure. That's what this form on the right hand uh, side of the page does. Go to the next slide. Then I'll go a little bit further. Um, so on, on this slide, not only is the form easily accessible, the value proposition of the brochure itself is supported by the primary content on the page. The page is now not only providing information, but it also channels the visitor's from reading about drafting to taking the action that you need them to take, request the brochure. So now we can take a look at the results of this test on the next slide.
0: Before I do that, um, how many of you right now who are experienced optimization experts have attended many of our events, perhaps see how to make this current page better than it is at present? Tell me, just quickly, looking at the page, if you see several things that you might change, pick one of the most important ones that you would change to optimize the current page. All right? I see really good. I'm not going to read them just yet. I'm watching your comments. Uh, um, right, Michael, about colors. You're right, Paul. You're very right, Eric. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you're right, Chris, regarding incentives. Dern, uh, you're right. At Many of you are are, are already seeing how to improve this page. And I'm sure Ryan's team is on the phone, and I want to compliment Ryan's team for what they've achieved and point out to you that there's even more money that you can get out of uh, further optimization of this page. And before uh, we show you that, next bit, uh, I just point out for everyone that optimization is not just an event, it's a process. and It needs to continue regularly in order for you to get maximum results. So how much, how much do you think this simple change uh, moved or had impact on their current process? I'm going to let Boris just kind of cash it in for you by moving to a very simple table that summarizes the results. All right, so here we go. Boris, go ahead. So with
2: the traffic being consistent from 2007 to 2008, we see that the number of virtual requests and these numbers, of course, are rounded here. More than double.
0: A relative difference of 116 percent. And so, I, go ahead, Boris. Oh, go ahead, Juan. No, no, you go ahead, please.
2: Uh, I was just going to talk about the uh, the what we learned here, really. So, if you have any please anything about, do
0: this. that. Yeah, go right sure.
2: here. Uh, what did we learn? And we talk about it in the next slide as well. You know, consider what you need to do is you must consider the objective of your site. The, the actual user action that you want to be taken, how and where you're, you offer your visitors the opportunity to fulfill that objective. And of course, in this case, uh, Rakuten America was able to do that and also reduce friction substantially in the process.
0: Excellent. I think that there are 20. Let me let me let me give you the strongest takeaway from this. Underscoring we move immediately to another case study that will help more of the audience to capture this. There's a lot of little things that you've pointed out. For instance, the reverse text is a mistake. The white on blue is probably a mistake. Uh, important points that are minor. But this takeaway that Boris is emphasizing is major. There's a lot of talk about IPAS. But please understand that the goal of getting a right IPAS is to actually lead the sequence of thoughts in the mind of the user to an inevitable conclusion. And that conclusion should be the one you want, and that is the purchase decision or the, or the sign-up decision or the information exchange decision, but whatever is the point of conversion. Now, to make that an inevitable conclusion, you need to control what they see first, second, and third when they look at the page. What's happened here is the objective has gotten clear. The user can tell where I'm at, what can I do here? And there's... You could strengthen the page by helping them understand even clearer why should I do it. You can strengthen the page by reducing the amount of friction in its current forms. You can reduce the page. You can make other improvements. But if you are listening to this clinic right now asking what do I take from this example, I think there are two things. Number one, Ryan's team was proactive. They didn't just listen to the clinic. They went back and applied it. And I uh, am impressed. That's what you've got to do with these clinics to get the value out of them. Number two, Perhaps one of the most effective ways for you to evaluate your page is to consider its objective and line everything up so that it leads to the inevitable conclusion that you want this visitor to arrive at when they come to your site. With that in mind, um, I want to move because I've asked this question. There's a lot of recommendations for future testing. Ryan, um, these are really strong suggestions from my scientists and analysts and you may want to keep them in mind in the future, and we will publish this and get you these numbers or these recommendations so you can continue with them. I want to move on, however. The next case study, entertainment.com, big site. Obviously, they've attended the clinics and done the same thing as Ryan. They've asked, how can I make this work in my own situation? So, an online subscription version of the long-established coupon book offering discounts, daily Essential and special occasion lifestyle purchases. That's entertainment.com. They're all over America. Their problem, while the established process is working, they attended a workshop, a landing page optimization workshop that uh, marketing experiments taught, and they saw that they still could see potential for improvement. Now, I'd like to to key in on the phrase potential for improvement. There's danger and there's opportunity in that phrase, and this, if you'll give me just a moment, I'll, I'll I'll help you make more money by listening to this call. Potential is sometimes seen as an opportunity that you may want to seize, and you're comparing it to other opportunities and thus seizing the most productive. That's good. That's really what potential means. But what really occurred in this case is that the team, Christina Burke, the marketing manager, and her colleague, Julie McNally, They saw that the current site was leaking revenue, as is the current site for many of you that are on the call right now. Your websites don't just have an opportunity to improve conversion, but today you lost X amount of dollars if you're achieving anything less than optimum conversion. How much did you lose over the month, and how much did you lose over the year? This is dangerous. I had one major retailer I worked with, and when I ran the numbers backwards, in the time it took them to take advantage of the optimization suggestions we gave to them and a test that we designed for them, they lost $24 million. That's money that leaked out of the sales and marketing pipeline. So then, what this company saw and what you may want to see is that in your own website, right now today, while we're on the phone you're losing money and the goal here is to plug those holes and to get as much of the money possible out of the visitor that's already there this is not just lost opportunity you've already paid to get the visitor to the site there is sunk cost here and we're trying to get more return on that investment so uh, with that in mind they established a radical redesign of the offer page and registration process and I think In just a moment, there's a little shy fellow who works here, Jimmy Ellis, who's going to help us with this. Uh, But before I get there, they were applying elements from the conversion sequence. The clarity of the value proposition, that's V. Anxiety, that's A. And friction. Each of these are critical. The first one adds to the chances and probability of conversion. And the other two are negative factors, which reduce. So they wanted to increase the odds of conversion and reduce any of those elements that would work against conversion. With that in mind, let's review the original landing page. So there it is. And as you see it, may I ask you to uh, look at it and ask yourself, what would you do differently? Now, we have thoughts here, but just move rapidly. Tell us the things you see. Interesting. Uh, while those are coming in, use the Q&A feature to give us your comments. While those are coming in, and, and there's, there's hundreds of them coming in, so I'll get to them in just a moment. Bear in mind that we will be sending out this to all subscribers of the Mark Experiments Journal with these slides and graphs and pictures and so on that will help you. All right, put some fields on the page of the process. Color wrong, condense the phrase, photo too generic, too many sign up steps. I would refine the value proposition, better headline, more benefits, uh, too many steps in the process, what is the value, find step one. Good thoughts. All right. So you're looking at this, and now, Jimmy, uh, would you like to just kind of take over and describe uh, what's next? Uh, Should I go into clarity from persuasion, or you want to go... Why don't you do that, Jimmy? Because the next slide is the secret sauce behind the changes that made a result for this page. Uh, You want me to stay on this slide or move ahead, Jimmy?
1: go go ahead to the next slide.
0: Okay. All right. So here's the critical point. Go ahead, Jimmy.
1: So... So if you've been on our calls before, you're, you're pretty familiar with this phrase. But uh, basically, clarity trumps persuasion, which basically means if we can make their offer clear to the customers coming to the page that are interested in it, they're going to get more people through the process to some kind of magical, wordy, super-featured-out uh, page that is hard to comprehend, hard to figure out, to answer these three key questions. Where am I? What can I do to get or buy? Or, and why should I do it? Why should I participate? It doesn't matter whether it's Legion, signing up for a webinar, making a purchase. Those three things you you have to address in a very simple and clear way. If you do that, you'll simply get more people through your order processes or Legion processes or whatever your objectives are. So
3: here's uh, here's the one
1: the first problems that I saw, which is a comment from Christina, said, in our redesign, we tried to be very clear about exactly what the product is. The problem, I'm not sure if you guys are writing in comments, but if anyone could tell me what the problem is, that phrase, and I'm going to get there in a minute, but if you can send in comments so we can put some on on the blog, it would be really cool. But what I feel the problem is, is not what the product is, it's why I should buy the product. So it needs to be clear what the product is. But the why I should I should use your product or service over every one of your other competitors, if that is not clear, then then you're, you're, you are leaking conversion for sure. So let's go ahead and look at
0: it. Can I good. jump in there? I want to jump in there. there, and then I'll move to the page. I want Again, to try and help as many people as possible, uh, you've heard me say in the past that you've got 15 seconds and this and that, but I want to change the way I say that and probably teach it in the future to help. When it comes to where am I and what can I do get by here, you've got about 2 and a half inches at the top of the page to get that answered. And if you don't answer it the first 2 and a half inches, maybe 3 inches max, you are losing your conversions. Once you've answered that in the first 2 to 3 inches, you have the rest of the page. And all of it should answer the third question, why should I participate? And this should happen in an orderly sequence, not by having someone look all over the page and parts to figure it out. So think about those precious three inches, and then think about everything else in the page, for three, or use it. You get rid of it, if at all possible. All right, with that in mind, Jimmy, I turn it over back to you and forward to the next slide, I
1: think. Correct? Yes, sir. And, and let me give some people an easier way to kind of figure out where am I. We get a lot of questions about that one. Where am I, in many cases, the best, the best example I could choose would be if you were doing pay-per-click, you know, Google AdWords ads, and you clicked on an ad that said, um, for example, with this one, uh, get entertainment book at 50% off and try it risk-free for 30 days. When I land, on, if I clicked on that ad in Google and landed on that this page, I would want to see that same copy communicated at least the main pieces, uh, they copy in the ad in the headline. The headline or the subheadline has to have those pieces and it better be like when you have entertainment book and GRO, the site better to say entertainment book on the site. If you need to know that you're on the right site, you click on the ad for a specific product or service and you're on the right page. And that is done with the headline and the subheadline on your landing page. So uh, this is because this is their original like not their optimized page. So look at the difference that they've they've made. They combined some of the steps. They've made it more simple. If you look over there on the right-hand side of their order form, they have a risk-free uh, for 30 days right next to the order form. They're addressing anxiety. They're making this process shorter, uh, it makes it an easier. It is more clear. Now, there's, m- there's more changes we can make, but let's just take a look at what these changes that they already made, uh, how, how they had an improvement on the actual page. So let's go to the – I think we actually have a break out here of the changes that they made. Go to the next slide. Well, actually, <laughs> so the results from these, just those changes, uh, they basically increased product registration by 30% and book registration by 21%. So our key point is a lot of focus on kind of expressing your offer to guide or redesign the pages and the process of flow. So basically the, the clarity comes persuasion. We're going back to our initial point. If it is not simple and easy and clear how I get this product or service and why I should get it, and the actual process that they proceed through your pages from step to step is not clear, you will be leaking in conversion. So here we have some other, on the next slide here, we have some more suggestions. And feel free to write in your own suggestions. We want as many as possible because we're trying to load these guys up with even more test ideas. And hopefully, we'll send us back some information. So let me talk about some problems with this. the pages that I see. On the left, they, they have their form on there, create your account, first name, last name, and email, and then then it goes to the second page. But what I don't see is that they're using faster recovery. I'm not sure if they're recovering people from the first step to the second. If you capture information on your first page and do not use that to recover orders, you are just adding more friction, and you're capturing information that, is, that has literally zero value and does not help you on the next step. And they that, they you they, 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 they not
0: They've applied a best practice, one that we've taught, but it's only valuable if you're actually using the, the, this information to, when you say basket recovery, that is to contact people who don't complete the process and draw them back in. Keep going, Jim. So, so
1: they did not give us, they, they may be doing that. That's information that I don't see, but I want to point because some of, you, some, some of our readers uh, and followers will apply what we say without realizing the value of the changes. So on this one, they did a best practice. They put the they captured information early in the process, but that is done just so you can recover people that do not complete. And what we found is, in most cases, when you do that process, where you do email them and contact them if they don't complete, and you do recover them, that the overall aggregate conversion is higher. So if you don't do that piece, that second piece, the, the, the emailing, the service based email, and getting them to come back and actually use the service, then it's, there, there's almost there's no value. And it, it, you don't want to build your email list with these people that aren't expecting to get a, a salesy, uh, uh email either. You want them to basically be recovered emails in this process. So that is my first point because they did this to try to simplify it, but in essence, there's a more improvement that can be made whether they're doing best for recovery or not. Well, let me give you another idea, and I haven't even talked about the starting of the page. But I'm looking at the process. You see, page to page. Why does there need to be even need to be two pages? these into a one-page landing page and order form. It would just be another test to see if reducing that friction would actually increase more conversions. Now, to uh, argue that point, some people, some customers, when they're looking at a landing page and it has an order form on the same landing page, it might cause too much anxiety or, or, or extra anxiety where they wouldn't purchase. But that would be a fantastic test for this page. Look at the form on this particular form. Why do you need my address? Can we simplify this form even further? I think we can. If you just do name, email, credit card, or username, password at the top, with, with the actual credit card expiration, and only the basic information you need to make the charge, but they're not sending them anything in, in physical form, so okay. don't capture those skills if you don't have to.
0: And create the password after the credit card charge. Absolutely. And it's so an just part it. of the confirmation process. Keep going, Jim.
1: Absolutely. So so you do not need to create this account up front for the customer, they can actually activate or get their subscription to the service. And on the thank you page, it says, please set up your username and password to access entertainment books. So a totally separate uh, page. Now let's talk about this. Let's look at this page fresh again. Let's start with headlines and subheadlines. Here we go. They said that it's random to clarify what actual product is. It says, buy an online membership. That does not tell me anything. They're telling me that they membership. I, if, you membership. Know, some people know Entertainment Book. You're going to have different pages for different customers coming in, but I am not familiar with them. So who is Entertainment Book, and why should I use them for my coupons? So I'm trying to answer those two questions, and it, it says nothing about either one of those things. It says print coupons from all 155 Entertainment Book editions. What is an Entertainment Book? What are the entertainment book editions? I'm pretending that I am a first time customer and I'm coming across their page. Now, if this is going out to customers that may be on their email list or other, other customers that are very familiar with them, they may be able to get away with something like this. But I think you can make it more clear. And I think you can make it more clear to a wider range of people. Um, one of their best. Mean? Con-
0: Go ahead, Clint. I'm running out of time, brother. What oh, you've got is so good.
1: Uh, Uh, I always run
0: out of time because, Jimmy, he's only covered half of what you can do to probably double the performance of this page. Um, I would point out to all of you that are listening to him right now, the wording on the right-hand side under test suggestions represents more science than we can say on this call. We have the world's largest library of case studies and experiments. Some of you know we also, uh, one of our research groups is Marketing Sherpa as well as Marketing Experiments. Between our case studies there and all the experiments and marketing experiments, Uh, We have so much to draw from, and these are really critical test points. It could help many of you right now who might have some kind of similar offering that would be on this call. Jimmy, I'm going to move this. You've done a superb job with this, Um, and to answer questions that are coming in, sometimes what happens is you know, we we form research partnerships where we work with a group like this. We have not done that with this group, but we have to come alongside of you and help you get your tests done, and we learn and get the kinds of information that we release in these briefings, it becomes uh, part of our journal issues, or it's aggregate and your identity is protected and we just get principles. But in either case, we form research partnerships to get that. And I can tell from the questions that have come in that some of you probably need to know more about that. There's a link on the site that will help you perhaps to see it. Can I just keep going? Because I want to get as many... Uh, I want to get as many of these in as we possibly can. And, Jimmy, I'd still like to have you interface with us on others that have come forward here. Okay?
1: Sure.
0: All right. So we move on to another one, University of New England. Uh, This group came to one of our workshops, uh, our certification programs. And uh, they actually, though it's University of New England, there is a third-party group marketing for them, doing lead gen. And uh, the goal is simple. Redesign the landing page and increase lead capture. The problem was the capture wasn't as high as they wanted it to be. Matt Solano uh, said, "I'm going to take what I've seen here and I'm going to really apply it." Before I go forward, by the way, uh, can I just point out, Christy, uh, who, uh, or Christine, I think, on the last call, and Julie from the last group, well done on your redesign page. We're critiquing it to help you find more money, but you said you did a lot of things that were smart, and I recognize a lot of things we didn't say. For instance, you really radically changed your buttons. You implied a value proposition. You, I know, and I'm not going to say where, I know where you got that graphic at the top right of your page and why you used that. Well done. There's a lot that you did very well there, and I'm I'm pleased with you as students. I think uh, I, I, uh, you obviously learned a great deal. And if you ever get a chance, I'd love for you to come by the offices here and straighten Jimmy out, because uh, we just can't do any more with him. He's, he's quit learning. A good
1: line for that. I think the <laughs> already in line for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have Matt
0: Solano's work in front of us, and we're going to begin by saying what elements of the conversion sequence were applied, and it was motivation, clarity of the value proposition, and it was anxiety. These are three elements. Motivation is kind of the reason they came to your side. It's a very important element that you've got to understand so you can tap into the right sequence of thoughts. And uh, we're going to look at that, we're going to look at the page, and uh, what I need to see is the... Problems with this page? Tell me what you would do to fix it. So quickly, I'm watching in the audience. I want to see. I want to see your critique. Well, here's one from Noel. Oh wow! <laughs> All right, and Banner Blindness says Stephen. Stephen, welcome back. I recognize you. You know we. There are a lot of people. I don't know any, uh, on these events, but we generally max out the conference system. We have to stop at a thousand. We'll typically have I don't know, 1,200 to 2,000 registered trying to get in. But I still recognize your names. It's good to see you back, Andrew. Um, uh, and uh, so let me keep going here. Uh, l- logo would help. Too much real estate for the photo. Header graphic is way too big. What is the form for? Says Laura. Too much text. Sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> Uh, so I'd keep going. Students looking away, that's Richard Hugh. Uh, too much text, bigger from headline. Uh, why am I signing up? Too much text, says Connie, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Uh, And the submit button, well done. Somebody, uh, Amy Kessler Evans. it's good to hear your voice. And uh, at least uh, in my mind while I look at your comments, Amy, uh, welcome back to the calls. Uh, and you're absolutely right. The button is horrific. All right, so you see some of our comments. Um, and uh, who is my uh, analyst for this particular? Is it Adam? Uh, it's or me Boris. Boris again? Okay, Boris. So talk to us about today. case. Now uh, you're quite popular. Boris is a senior analyst working in our group. He works on a lot of very large research projects uh, from uh, uh, literally uh, uh, all over the world with our team. And uh, you may have heard him less than you have heard uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's the director of optimization in the sciences group. And uh, but uh, Boris. Uh, is uh, deeply engaged in research every single day. So Boris, talk to us. Go ahead. All right. So as a
2: lot of people have pointed out, the first thing that jumps out visually is that the header is very difficult to read. The photos are really competing for your attention. And the text is on a colorful, we have white text on the colorful background uh, body copy that just looks like it's lengthy and difficult to read. Also, let's look at this PPC uh, on his behalf here. Uh, the ad says clearly MSS degree. Uh, Master of Education, the form that's on this page gives us three different choices. So the continuity from the ad to the page is lost. This is also a case of extreme unsupervised thinking. Not only does this form have no headline, uh, really it's unclear why the form is here and what I'll get by filling out this form, it also demands that the visitor makes a choice from these three radio buttons without any porting information at all. So on top of that, the form requires a lot of information that has nothing to do with downloading what turns out to be a brochure. And as somebody pointed out, the form just tells it to submit and nothing else. So let's take a look at what what they've done with this page in the revised version on the next slide.
0: Boris, before we go forward, just to help the audience, here's a transferable principle to every single person on the phone who wants a better button on their website. Every time you ask, someone to take an action, such as to click on a button, you need to imply greater value than cost. There is a cost for clicking that button. Mm-hmm. There's a waste of time. There is a, a hesitancy. There is a risk. There is reticency on the part of the person to click on a button give them a better reason. Submit promises nothing and orders them as if the marketing gods have said, fall on your knees and go and do what we say here. And it's much more important for you to use a button that implies a special benefit, which is what uh, Julie and her colleague did in the last example when they changed the buttons to, to imply the click here so that you can you know, access Start Saving Now. That's the problem with the Submit button. And I'm only emphasizing that, Boris, because that's something so simple that can be applied by the entire audience probably on the websites right now. And uh, the stronger the promise, the greater the click-through. With that in mind, I'm moving on. Morris, take us to the improved version and talk about what they did. All right, go ahead. So on the
2: improved version, you can see uh, that the page is not specifically, uh, is, is, um, I'm sorry, it's not specifically focused on the MSX3, which is exactly what the visitor was searching for. The map head and the body copy are now easy to read. The form now actually has a purpose. It says it's to learn more by downloading a free brochure. The form is also shorter, and the call to action button actually tells me what I'm going to get by clicking on this button. So that's a very key change that Flynn just uh, pointed out. Uh, the testimonial and credibility indicators in the, that are in the right column are also helping to support the value proposition, and they also help to reduce anxiety. So we have a shorter form, and also we support it with these credibility indicators. Uh, did
0: you want to add anything to that? I, I want to just say to all of you that are listening, if you're one of our students, you can say, Well, wow, this is too there's a lot of ways we can improve this. You're right. We'll talk about that in just a minute. I'm going to ask you how to improve this page. but let's first of all see what kind of results we got. So here we have um, here we have results. Laura's can an interpret so. You can see that they were able to increase their conversion
2: rate by 80%. But that's not the whole story. Uh, by increasing their conversion, making their landing page more relevant to the PPC ad, they also reduced their cost per click almost in half. So this allowed them to turn back on their PPC campaigns and buy more than double the clicks they were getting before, which then resulted in 300% increase in total number of conversions.
0: Well done, Matt. Superb job. and. Uh, I'm very proud when I see a student achieve this. Uh, so let's, let's, let's just kind of summarize our learnings, Boris.
2: Also, by increasing the performance of your landing page, as you can see here, you can increase your bottom line result in two ways. You increase conversion will yield more leads, but so the resulting lower cost per click per click will let you buy traffic and convert that traffic at a higher conversion rate as well.
0: May I point out something that is often missed? in this process, and that is that you know, it's a competitive space. And conversion results or paid search campaign results typically erode over time because of competitive encroachment. We've seen the pattern. We've, we've actually measured the pattern and studied it in various uh, projects. But do you realize the enormous competitive advantage you have when you have a higher conversion rate than your competitor? You can pay more for your paid search traffic than he can bear to pay or she can bear to pay because And he may not know it at first. Sometimes competitors spend mindlessly. But eventually, and especially in this economy, they can't afford to keep doing it. And if you keep the highest conversion rate in the game, you will win in the paid search uh, battle every single time. By the way, the same principles that apply to getting a landing page right apply to getting a paid search ad right. And it has to answer certain key questions. And it has its own distinct value proposition. Just listen to this before I go. Never use, your, 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 say, your Google Ad to sell your product. What you're trying to do with a Google Ad is to win a click at the expense of whoever else is offering something similar on that page. This requires you to express a better value proposition, not for your product, but for the particular reason that they click. In other words, if they click, On this particular ad, your promise has to be more attractive than all the other ads. And if you'll start thinking about your ads that way, you'll be amazed at what you can do to achieve higher click-through and win superior position in this this battle. All right, so Boris has helped us. We've got more case studies. We don't want to stop. We want to use all this time. It's amazing that 47 minutes have already passed. I want to go swiftly to look at... What might be done in the future? While you look at some of these things written here and Boris talks to them, can you just take a moment to tell us how you would improve this existing page? We're going to screen your comments and we're going to try to take those comments and, uh, and help other people. Go ahead.
2: So just real quickly, uh, I really like their uh, plans for future tests here. They plan to create more targeted landing pages, which will allow them greater continuity from PPC ads. They're going to use A-B split testing as opposed to just sequential testing, which is subject to validity threats. Um, They're going to test a single-column design, which may yield excellent results. uh, And they'll be able to start a conversation with the visitor at the top of the page and then naturally guide both the visitor's thought process and their eye path. To the form. So one other test I would definitely suggest that they run is to strengthen the value proposition of the brochure in this form so that learn more is just a little too generic. So tell me more about the, what I'm going to get by reading this brochure, and that's going to support the value proposition.
0: Excellent. Excellent. All right. So let's move on, and let's look next. Uh, participant. And uh, uh, so here we have front porch pets. Here's the background. This is an e-commerce company that provides also alternatives to traditional rawhide, dog chews, and treats. The the problem ads linking directly to the company's product page were not achieving high enough conversion rates. The goal, a new landing page. And they wanted one that would achieve higher conversion and solve this particular problem. They attempted a redesign uh, after attending one of our uh, clinics. And it was Brian Borna, the lead web developer, who uh, who was behind these changes, and I commend you. And with that in mind, I'm going to have the next analyst. And uh, I believe it's Adam, who's also been working on many projects with us from uh, all over the world, uh, such as Bottega Verde in um, Italy, to research projects uh, here in the U.S., like uh, Encyclopedia Britannica or the New York Times. Adam, if you could uh, talk about this next submission. I take you to front porch pets. And you go right ahead.
3: Sure. So if we take a look at uh, their page they submitted uh, at the web clinic a couple of years, a couple of months ago or a couple of years, I'm not quite sure. Um, they have the same problem that we see from a lot of the, the uh, listeners to the web clinics, where uh, they present a page where it doesn't have continuity with the ad, um, and it doesn't it doesn't greet the customer, and it doesn't you know, express the essential items of their unique value proposition. Um, and you see, to the to the right of the original, uh, they took some of our suggestions and made two treatments. One treatment, they you know tried to do a more vertical path where they laid out some credibility indicators at the top and moved towards all of the key benefits. One of the problems with treatment one that um, resulted in treatment to uh, outperforming it is, be- is the reason that they have a lot of key benefits that distinguish them from their competitors. And so how do you take you know 10, 12, 15 key benefits of your product and distinguish them from your competitor, o- competitor offering? Um, the strategy they, they took was a product feature matrix. And if you go to the next slide we can see a uh, a blow up of that matrix. And actually Jenny and I just recently tested a similar strategy. We 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 had a research partner that had a complex a complex product offering. And and the uh, the offering we couldn't you know, figure out a, a good way, effective way to communicate all of the unique benefits and and how we did that was to was to, uh, present that product feature mat- matrix that clearly and simply listed out all the unique benefits. And I think right now we're looking at treatment one. And as you see, you know, they have, uh, they give you the reasons to, to, uh, to try the Sam Jams. Um, but how far down the page are the buttons? They're, they're the, all the way at the bottom. And if you look at the top, you see that, um, the primary button to shop uh, is it's kind of hidden um, because it's the same color as the top navigation. so it's it's hard for me to find. It blends in with the content. Uh, but what they did well is they they added a right column with testimonials that highlighted key benefits. and they did something that was very smart. they They used credibility in in the sense of Dr. Jody, um, you know is telling the visitors, of you know all of the great benefits as, as far as you know all the vitamins and how healthy uh, the uh, the uh, Samzams are uh, for for the uh, their their pets. I think you can go to the next slide. Yes, yeah, so so basically, as I was saying, t- saying before, they the primary. The um, difference that they applied to treatment two was clarity of that value proposition. And they did it with that product feature matrix, which should be on the next on the next slide. All right.
0: So we're moving up towards results. But if you'll look at the product feature matrix that's being spoken of here by Adam, you'll get a sense of how they communicated more effectively on the site. Adam, do you want to comment on this, or do you want to move towards results? Sure. They,
3: they just want to make a few more comments. They, they just did a great job clearly listing out the benefits. Um, and if you look at the headline, it's one of the recommendations that we made in the previous clinic. They, they emphasized a key selling point, that being all natural. Um, other tests they, they could want to do with that is uh, similar to this, is emphasize other key selling points such as gluten-free or highly digestible. Yeah, so okay. we can go to the results. And you'll see from the results, they actually got a, a huge gain, uh, 81%. I mean, that's almost doubling uh, the conversion rate. And if they apply this technique you know, to you know, some of their other products, some of the other PPC ads, that's going to, going to result in you know, a huge increase in their annualized revenue.
0: Excellent,
3: excellent. All right, so looking at all of this, we want to just move swiftly.
0: We only have a few moments left. There is a contest, which I'll be talking about in just a moment. For many of you that are online right now who are going to win uh, certification programs, Uh, what I'd like to do is just uh, bring out the key path point of this, and that is using the iPath and page elements on your landing pages to create a kind of single-page funnel that helps your prospects move through the decision-making process as smoothly, as fluidly, as possible and uh, the matrix is very powerful when it's done properly to bring clarity and if there was anything about this page or this particular e-commerce test that stands out in my mind it is the phrase that Jimmy talked about earlier clarity trumps persuasion the the new page provides greater clarity however we can improve it further now this is a much better page, and it's a good example for those of you that are thinking about retail who are e-commerce But please, notice that we have many thoughts. And I'd like to see your thoughts right now. Can you quickly tell me what you would do to help this merchant? While you're doing that, uh, you can see uh, a series of things that we recommend. Remove the box from the headline. Provide a short two or three line introductory paragraph. Think about the three most important things you want to communicate to the consumer. Remember those top two inches? They're not doing the heavy lifting they need to do yet. The top three inches. we, uh, we want you to answer those two critical questions. Where am I at? What can I do here? And then, finally, why should I do it? And, of course, the rest of the page does that. Place a button at the bottom of the chart. There, there's a lot of suggestions here that you may want to apply to your own. And if you can't absorb them in the four minutes that we have left, then please know we're going to mail this to you and make it possible for you to see all of our thoughts and suggestions and get them applicable to your own situation. Now, having said that, uh, I know a lot of you are interested in the contest. We are giving away uh, three certification courses to those who attend this clinic. This will happen Friday via Twitter, LinkedIn, and on our blog, we'll announce the winners. Those winners are being chosen from people who attended today's conference. As you know, there's no cost for this conference. And if you go to our website, all of that research is there. And there's no cost for the research either. Uh, we hope it helps you. More importantly, we're trying to develop a community of marketers who are learning and progressing and uh, learning how to communicate more effectively to the sequence of thoughts taking place in the mind of the consumer. And as we do that, uh, we ask you to, to join us in the community and help us to learn and share with us your results and tell us what's happening from your clinic. And please tell a friend if you found today helpful. Also, for those of you that have questions about research partnerships, teaming up with our team to improve your website... You can see here on the slide a phone number that you can call or a link that you can visit in order to find out how to partner with us. While you're thinking about that, I have a question for you. Can you please just take a moment to talk to us about today and tell us if this was helpful. Tell us if you've got something that you can use that's applicable. We continually try to improve these events. And the way we do it is pay careful attention to this last section where you talk to us. What's today good for you? We need to hear that uh, because this is different. We've never done one where we just presented the results of our own students and attendees. It's a unique kind of clinic, and your thinking would be be very helpful. So thank you. Uh, And uh, I'll watch as your comments come in. We will read every single one of them. And in addition to that, watch on Friday via Twitter, LinkedIn, or just go to our blog and discover uh, who the winners are so that we can... uh, get you signed up in a certification program, and teach you. Thank you so much. We appreciate your trust, and we look forward to being with you again in about two weeks for our next major briefing.